It's time for another Paranormal Almanac Quarantine Edition. That's right, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and along with me, as always, is Stitch. So call in tonight with your personal paranormal experiences. I want to hear them. 818-732-9399. There we go. Alrighty. Hey, honey, hi. Welcome to another live quarantine edition a paranormal almanac. That's right. Got a little funky for tonight. I was feeling a little funky. I said, uh, you know what? Why don't we get a little funky? Alrighty, let's jump into the comments before I get going here. Uh, yeah, you know what, James? I'm really bummed. I was looking for it every day. I have not gotten your stickers, and I desperately want them. Plus, I need to talk to you about making that a shirt. If it's okay with you, I'll send you out a free shirt or something. Figure something out, but... I want to make that a shirt. I really like that one. Jacob, hey, howdy, hi, and Bernardo, and Susan, and Eek, and Paul. Yeah, there's, yeah, Stitch already made a made an appearance during the funky theme. Sean is here, and Kevin, hey, howdy, hi. Uh, yeah, you know what, Stitch, he likes to get down. He likes to get funky. He likes to dance just a little bit. Uh, so I'm uh, redecorating behind here, but until then, I figured... I'd make it just a little bit more funky. Justin, first episode you've gotten to catch. Well, welcome. Hopefully, you'll be calling in. 818-732-9399. Lines are open. I started it with the lines are open. Uh, this show is actually brought to you by somebody, but I'll get to that in just a little bit. But lines are open. If you guys want to call in right now, it's 818-732-9399. Otherwise, Angie, hey, howdy, hi, and Rebecca, and Jennifer, and Laura McCune, howdy. Uh, no money for drinks? I'm sorry. I uh, I do have drinks. So, yeah. Uh, as always, in the Bigfoot mug. I don't know what that means. What does that mean, Kevin? Is that what a new Shelby? Uh, no, I'm, I'm changing it up. I'm actually getting rid of this thing behind me. And it's going to be a whole new thing. But until then, I figured, you know, I'll, uh, I'll uh, empty the shelves a little bit and uh, just make it... Uh, I keep bumping the camera. Just making it as you see there. Lots of, there's a UFO, there's a triangle UFO, there's a little UFO abductor, there's, that's from Lost, I don't know if you guys ever watched Lost, those are the actual golf balls and heroin bags from the movie, or from the TV show Lost. We got jackalopes, we got Loch Ness, we got Bigfoot, we got an alarm coming for some reason, and we've got the don't fucking shoot Bigfoot art that was sent to me by listener Aaron, who is fantastically cool. We got Stitch throwing stuff at me already. And, of course, we got Dwight and a gray alien. Okay. Let's get right into this episode. Like I said, uh, the lines are open. Stitch is on my lap. I'll just let him attack. Well, go play. He has not wanted to play until I started the show, so that's always the way. But I've got a couple of things I want to talk to you about. The first one being, if you guys are in the Los Angeles area and you guys are into going out and about... I am not. I'm staying home. I haven't gone out. But if you guys are in the Los Angeles area, if you guys are going out, 
there is a great event coming up very soon, August 21st and 22nd, from 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time until 2 a.m. both nights. So you can go either night, you can go both nights. There's going to be great interviews, there's going to be a ghost hunt, there's going to be a seance, all at the Omen House. Now you guys, if you've listened to the episodes, you've heard me talk about the Omen House and David Omen, how he lives on Cielo Drive just down the street from where Sharon Tate and everybody was tragically, brutally murdered. But he does ghost hunts at his house on a fairly regular basis with a lot of paranormal experiences being had there. So he's doing two, August 21st and 22nd. You can go to theomenhouse.com, T-H-E, theomenhouse.com. That's where tickets can be bought. It's $10 for both nights. Now, unlike normally when I talk about the Omen House, I am not going to be at this one. Sadly, I won't be at this one. Like I said, I'm not really going out, not going out to any, you know, restaurants or bars or anywhere, really. So I won't be at this ghost hunt, but David Omen's having one. It's a really cool house on the hill up in Beverly Hills. I think it's Beverly Hills. Pretty sure. Um, yeah, it's where right where Sharon Tate and all of them were brutally murdered by the Manson family. So if that's something you're into and you're available on August 21st, 22nd, please go, please, you know, do social distancing, wear a mask, all that fun stuff. But theomenhouse.com, 10 bucks for both nights. Yeah, it's a very, yeah, you're right, Todd. It is a very cool house, very bizarre atmosphere. David's a great guy. He'll show you around. He'll tell you everything. He'll play videos of shit that's happened there. Um, he's got a lot of theories, a lot of them I agree with, some of them I don't, but I've told him this, it's not a surprise, but it's very cool and well worth the 10 bucks. Okay. Oh, wow, there's some storms going on, huh? I, I was, I was hoping that none of you guys were getting hit by these storms. Uh, everybody stay inside, stay safe. Eek, I'm doing good. Dorian, hey, howdy, hi, how's, how's everybody? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. I'm very excited to do another Saturday night but there were a bunch of people that said they were going to call in. Uh, Fran's going to call in, and Jay's going to call in, and Joel's going to call in, and Deborah's calling in. So many new callers. So I'm hoping that they actually are going to call in. I'm hoping to hear from them. A bunch of new callers. I love new callers. I love callers of all kinds, but I love new callers because you never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to expect. Hey, howdy, hi, Dave. So, until then, until we get a call, let me tell you who this show is actually brought to you by. This show is brought to you by Buzz Lee. Now, if you guys are fans of the show, if you've listened to the show, a lot of the paranormal news bumper music was done by Buzz Lee. There's been a, a, a few by other people, but Buzz Lee was, I think, the first one to send me one, maybe the second to send me one. Uh, he does fantastic work. I've talked about him on previous episodes. I want to talk about him on this episode. This episode is brought to you by Buzz Lee. He says the album is a mixture. He's got a brand new album that's out. Sorry, I forgot to mention that part. He has got a brand new album that's out. He said it's a mixture of dark ambient, avant-garde, minimal, and electronic music. Now, I have a Bandcamp link for you guys that I'm going to put in the chat room right now. And then I'm also going to put it on the screen, hopefully. That's my plan. Let's see if I can do that. Buzz is absolutely fantastic. He is the best. 
Let's see. That doesn't really help, but I'll put it up there anyway. It's bargainbasementbutterflies.bandcamp.com. And it's called The Void 2. He also has a YouTube channel. And that YouTube channel is a bunch of letters and numbers and all this other fun stuff. But let me see if I actually go to it what it says. If it'll let me go to it. I think it will. I think we're good. It's called the Bargain Basement Butterflies. So if you want to look them up on YouTube, it's Bargain Basement Butterflies. Or like I said, you can go to that Bandcamp link, which is bargainbasementbutterflies.bandcamp.com. He is a great guy. Hey, Buzz is actually here. Hey, howdy, hi, Buzz. And he's actually in the chat. So if you have questions, he can answer them because he's right here. He's the best. He is awesome. I've already checked it out. I highly recommend you guys check it out no matter where you are in the world. It's funky. It's cool. I love it. So, uh, yeah, no, he was nice enough to do this. And I always said, hey, if you ever want me to plug anything for you, let me know. And he took me up on it, which is a good thing. That's what I want people to do. If I say, hey, if you ever have anything to plug, let me know. I'll gladly plug it. Well, here you go. Proof positive. Buzz is the best. Check it out. The Bargain Basement Butterflies. Or bargain, thebargainbasementbutterflies.com slash band... Or bargain, thebargainbasementbutterflies.bandcamp.com. There we go. Uh, I will put the link on the Facebook page as well so everybody can go over there. And in the Facebook group, I'll make sure it gets in there as well. Because again, I want to share the love. Buzz has been great. He's been awesome. He's helped me out. So I want to help him out as well. So there you go. This episode is brought to you by the thebargainbasementbutterflies.bandcamp.com. Check him out. Okay, with that, let's actually get into something that I want to get your guys' opinion on. So, for this, I'm going to actually have to share the screen. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt. It's Tony. I think I called a couple months back. It's been a while since I talked to you. Hey, How you doing? Good. I remember you. How you doing, Tony? I'm good, man. I uh, I, I had a crazy, like, actually, probably the most um, weird paranormal experience about two... I mean, it was about three weeks ago, actually. Oh, really? What happened? Um, well, it, well, let me start with saying it was so crazy that my friend who had the same experience, this is where it gets really weird because he had the same experience, um, not at the same time. He lived nine hours away and he drove up here because we had to talk about it in person. We were so terrified. Like, we, were, we were terrified because it's unknown to us. Really? So, yeah, um, it's, it's crazy. So wait, wait, okay, before so you wait, wait, before you start the story, what do you consider your friend a skeptic, a believer, a skeptical believer? That's a good question. Um, he, he he definitely uh, he definitely knows that there is a lot of things that is uh, unknown. Um, he he believes in uh, he, he believes in a lot of weird things that. Uh, I can't say that I agree with, and I can't say that I don't agree with, like, like, for example, like, things that, you know, us ourselves maybe are in another dimension, things that go into us being, um, God, I don't, I don't like, <laughs> like, maybe, maybe, maybe we die in, in someone else's world, but we don't die in our own world, things okay, like that. sure. It's really weird. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, and, and he never really opened up to me on that until recently. Uh, a couple weeks ago when he, when he came up. <laughs> so um, what had happened was is, 
I've known this kid since I was five, and uh, we're in our you know mid twenties, almost late twenties now. And uh, um, I, I started talking to him. I, talk, I call him every so now and then because he lives far away, and we're still good friends. And I started talking to him. I was like, "Yeah, man, for the past six years, you know." Yeah, and I told him I was telling him about my sleep paralysis again, and I told you about that before um, when I called a couple months ago. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. But uh, but this but this time, um, I said I said, hey, yeah, I, I dreamed about our, our old uh, Christian academy. We went to an old Christian academy together before we met each other, and uh, I was like, hey, man, like I have dreams about it, but it's 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 empty. It's like luminous. It's like a luminous space, and. And and he wasn't talking, and, and I was like, I'm like, I am. I didn't mean to like freak you out. And this is some dreams I've been having for the past six years. I've been having these dreams, and uh, he was like, I've had dreams about that place too, and it's like a weird open space. Really? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's really odd. And and so we start describing it, and and. I could I could I could sit here and and take you know twenty minutes of your time and name we counted nine things that we both saw that didn't actually exist in that place when we went when we went to school there that we saw in our dreams. But you wait. So you both independently saw the same things. Yeah, we both independently saw the same thing in the. In the uh, quote-unquote dream. Holy crap! Now I, I get that you've you've known him since you were five, so like you know a long time. But how often do you guys talk? Is it like you guys talk every day, every week, just so I can get a background? I, I talk to him once a week, probably. Okay, all right. So you guys are in communication a lot, but you've never really talked about that until now. No, yeah, that, that's the weird thing because I've been I've been him and I both have been I. Have been to, have been to this. At this point, we call it this, um, this anomaly that we've been to, because it, it feels so real when you're there. And, and we we've been we've been to this for years, and we just now realize that we've both been to this exact same place in our dream. And and, and the the reason I say it's the exact same place is because it, it resembles the old school that we went to. It was a very small. It was like a, like like there were probably thirty kids in this private school we went to. And it resembles the same school, but there are differences. Like there are staircases that weren't there before. There are rooms that weren't there before. Um, for for example, the, there was a, the bathroom. When you would go in, when whenever we would, we both accepted that whenever you would go into the bathroom, you would exit the dream. <laughs> really. All right, that's that's yeah. an unusual twist. Uh, Todd was actually just saying something that I was going to wait for a break in the conversation to say. I completely agree with them. It sounds to me like you guys are having a shared astral projection experience. You guys are both astral projecting to that location. And be the only reason I say that is because I've heard from other people that have astral projected that it's not everything's not exactly right, but it's pretty damn close. And this is what's, yeah, it's sounding no, a I, lot like what you guys are describing. Yeah, uh, Todd, I think Todd is absolutely. We came to the verge. Me and me and my buddy, his name is Christian. Um, me and my buddy, we came to the exact uh, thought that it is astral projection. That we have astral projected to this place in our sleep because we, we've been there more than I, I personally, and he has been there more than once. And as far we remember it so well, 
Um, Have and, you guys and, ever and, seen and anybody else there? At all? Yes. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, and we, we, we both we both seen the same person. It's a, it's a tall lady. And uh, we came to the conclusion that it, um, we don't know, we don't know who it is. It doesn't resemble anybody that we remember, we remember at the school. Um, so are they just, and, and she's in the, oh, sorry, go ahead. You, I think you were just going to answer what I was going to well, ask. Go for it. I, I was going to say she, she, well, she always, she always stands, um, to one of the doors that never existed while we were there. And she's not moving. She's not wandering around. No, no, she stands there next to this door. Yep, and, you're uh, astral projecting. A hundred percent. Yep, a hundred percent. Because she, she, what happens if you try and interact with her or try to get past her? That's a good. That's a, so, uh, so we're 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 too afraid to go through the door. Both of us agreed on that. Um, we 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 remember both of us remember having conversations with her, but we don't remember oh. what exactly was said. Like so, there were there was conversations happening, and we know that it was a conversation, but we don't know what was said. We can never remember. It, it felt like it wasn't English, or it wasn't, or it wasn't a language at all. It was just. So you guys aren't waking up when you try to interact with her. No. Interesting. No, not at all. Neither of us. Yeah, that that's that's what's weird because when we need some research on astral astral projection, and. Uh, and that kind of, we were like, well, maybe it's not astral projection, but I mean, we went deeper and deeper and deeper into this. And uh, not only, you know, with the, the bathroom, the exit, I mean, it got to the point where he, he came up with like hand-drawn pictures when he came up here. And, and it, was verb, it was verbatim, everything that I had seen. And it, it, was, it was absolutely wild. And the question is, is like, why, why are we both going to this place? You know what I mean? Let me ask you a question that Todd's asking that I don't know why he's asking this, so if I'm, I'm, I just want to ask it directly as he's saying it. Is she tall sure. with long, dark hair? She's she's tall with long hair. I, I couldn't tell you the color. Interesting. I'm very curious why he... I, I don't know why he's asking that question, so I'm very curious what that connection is. I, I do know, oh. like I said, I could, have, I could have named off she was going to be in one spot... She was going to either stop you from going someplace or invite you to going to someplace that, but you shouldn't be able to really interact with her. It should either snap you out of it or it should scare you or something. So you don't want to interact with her. So I'm very curious to see what Todd's going to say about that. But uh, yeah, no, every, every step of this, I've been, thankfully I've been uh, ahead of you just a hair it sounds like it's astral projecting. It really does. And it sounds to me from, again, I've never really astral projected. I've never really gotten that far. But I know people that have, and I've heard from listeners that have, and they have always mentioned seeing somebody that doesn't seem like it's another person astral projecting, that they're just always there. So I'm very curious about her. I'm very curious to see what... Uh, sounds like the guardian of the path of Tav... I'm going to, I'm so sorry, Todd, I'm going to screw up every word here. Sounds like the guardian of the path of Tav between the Sephiroth of Malkuth and Yesod, gatekeeper of the astral. Really, Todd, you've got to give me a bunch of tough words. So that's what it sounds like to Todd. So, um, good, good job, uh, finding her, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you know, I, I remember her, but it's almost like the way I, I remember her was off the corner of my eye. Um, but I do remember talking to this to this person, uh, the, or, or I don't even know if it was a person, but um, so one of the um, the most weird things is is that we had both seen the exact same thing. I mean, yeah. and, and like I said, we noted we noted like we had both astral projections in this place, which is really weird that we had. I mean, it was it was it. We we, t- we talked for maybe six hours the night that we had found out about it. No kid. You know, I mean, I that's mean, cool that's... that you both were both like you both didn't just dismiss it because that's usually what happens is someone will just dismiss it and never talk to the other person or never talk to anybody about it. But when you do start talking to people, you find out things like this. Um, Julie's going to be right back. She's got to get some ice cream. Julia, uh, Julie, I'm jealous. I want some ice cream. But Tony, this is very cool. I would love to find out more, but be very careful, in my opinion only, be very careful with her. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing, um, I, and I appreciate the, the advice. I, well, there's, there is one more odd thing. Yeah, keep it going, man. This is awesome. About, so when, when we were at this school, um, the, the playground, it was, it was this beautiful playground they had built from this private school, and there was, like, chunks of, like, coal out, out in the playground, like, like, there were tons of chunks of coal, so we knew it was like an old coal mine or something, right? Um, and I can, I can, I can tell you where it's at. It's in, it's in Nelsonville, Ohio. Okay. Um, I can, I, I could, I could look up the exact address, but I don't, I don't live, in, I don't live there anymore in that area. But um, anyway, uh, there were chunks of coal, and so, so we, we started researching, like. Like, oh, I remember coal there. Maybe it was an old coal mine. Maybe something crazy happened there. Sure. We couldn't find anything. We couldn't find anything. But we did go to Google Earth and look up the, I think the most, the, the first image of that was in the 70s, 1970s. And this, this is really weird, Kurt, because there was, there's, in, 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 that, in that image, and I, and I have screenshots of the image, I can, I can messenger, messenger to you, messenger or whatever, but, um, there is do. Please black, do. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I, I will after this call. There, there's this, uh, black spot on the, um, oh, is that, is that uh, Stitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stitch is, there's a dog walking by and Stitch has to let him know that we're recording. So it's cool, buddy. It's cool, man. We're recording. It's all good. Oh, Todd is saying, oh, Todd is saying in general, she's keeping you from ascending from the lower lower astral, uh, can get there from dreaming, to the upper, attained through path working, she's all right, just don't try to get past her or insult her. See, yeah, I agree that don't don't really try to interact with her or don't push past her or anything like that. I'm, I'm kind of with Todd like that. I don't, I mean, I again, I never asked her projected, but I have not heard that she's all right, so, you know. <laughs> so I'm curious on what Todd, Todd and you both have to say about this is so when we looked at that picture in the 1970s picture so um there, there's this place and b- before just so you know before we looked at the picture um uh, we both knew that there was this hallway that led to a cafeteria and um the the doorway from the hallway to the cafeteria was strange like you couldn't in in the in the we call it the anomaly in the anomaly you could not go from the hallway to the cafeteria but you could go from the cafeteria to the hallway, and it, there, there was nothing there. 
but it was like a space. It was just a weird space that was almost like um, it was larger on the inside than it was on the outside, which is really weird to think about. But we looked up these pictures, and in these pictures from 1970, it was a smaller building, but in that exact spot, there's a huge black splotch on the satellite camera in that exact really? spot. We did, the, we did the measurements and everything. I've got the pictures of, of the Google Earth measurements exactly where it is. That's the spot. It is, it, and he, he sent it to me because he was researching it like crazy. And um, yeah, That's really bizarre. <laughs> like, I want to know more about yeah. this building, like the history of this building then. You know, I do too, and that I, I couldn't find I couldn't find the name of the coal mine. We think it was like a two or three person coal mine operation, and that that failed, and they just ditched or something. Back, I mean, way back, and then in the in the 70s, they got a picture of this small building, and it was literally like basically abandoned by then. And then they, they built this private Christian school and a church over it, and uh, and. Yeah. So. Um, if yeah, <laughs> definitely private message me as much info as you can about that. I want to search old newspapers about that location, see what I can find about that location as far back as I can find it, basically. Uh, but I'm very curious of the of the background of this place and see what's going on. Oh, me too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you. I'll send you the address to it. Uh, Please. In, in in the pictures. Yeah. Um, it's. It's, uh, it's very strange. I, I, I had to share that with you. I thought that was really cool. No, that's way cool. Are you kidding? I'm so glad that you sent that or that you shared that with me. Um, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, Tony. And, and, um, thank you, Ashley for, uh, for listening as well for both of you guys. Um, this is awesome. Definitely. Please send me anything you, you think is pertinent to this. Uh, enjoy astral projecting. Be careful. Uh, as long as you're cool, calm and collected. You should be fine, and it's a very, it's a very, very cool experience from what everybody's been telling me. So I think it's awesome that you get to do this, man. I, I don't know how I don't know how it keeps happening, but it, it, it happened, you know, probably ten or twelve times I've been to this place, and over over the past, you know, six or maybe almost seven years now, probably. Oh, all right. Do me another favor. When it happens again. Obviously, tell me about it because I want to hear about any other future ones. But also start to mark down the dates to see if there's a pattern to when you're astral projecting. Because I'd like to find out on the scientific side if there's a pattern to it as well. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been keeping a tab on all my dreams since that happened. Nice. Nothing seems to match up so far. But, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate you taking my call, Kurt. No, are you kidding? This was a fantastic call. Thank you. Thank you again. Please keep me in the loop and, and definitely hit me up. I want to know all, everything you think's pertinent. Definitely. For sure. You, you have a great night, Kurt. Thanks, thanks, thanks Todd, for, for checking in, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. Definitely have a great one, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. That is how you do a first call. Holy crap, that's how you do a first call. Hey, howdy, hi, uh, Dawn and Paul, and boy, there's a lot of people in Jessica. Um, in between the next caller, can we discuss that post from earlier, The Glitch in the Matrix? Oh, how's it? Caller, you are on the air. Hi, Kurt. Um, my name's Ashley. I had a uh, experience to tell you about my older sister. Her name's Caitlin. Hi, Ashley. How are you? I would love to hear about this experience. 
I'm good. How are you? Great, thank you. This has been a fantastic show already, so I'm very excited to talk to you. I'm actually, uh, I'm Tony's fiance, and I haven't even told him about this story. Oh, I figured it oh needed a back to, to back. Told. I love this. Um, so I have an older sister. We're originally from West Virginia, and we live on a farm that has been in our family since, you know, you know, territory was first discovered in West Virginia. Awesome. No, um, yeah, so I would love sister, to hear about this. Um, growing up, my sister always heard chains rattling in our room. And um, from that point, um, it stopped, you know, for about 12 years. And then she came back when she was pregnant with my niece. And she heard chains rattling again. And her name, Caitlin, get out. In like a very dark and menacing voice. And she woke me up at 1130 at night. <laughs> and I was sleeping on the couch. Um, and she's like, Ash, you've got to go sleep in the room. I can't be in there. I can't be in there at all. Wait, she wanted you and, to go uh, into the room where something just said, Caitlin, get out? Yes. Oh, that's messed <laughs> up. Oh, that's messed up. Well, I, I had never heard anything. And I always, <laughs> you know, we have a really old family cemetery about... You know, five minutes by four-wheeler up on top of the ridge line on our family valley. Valley. Holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah, so we went up there, and it was about 80 years ago. Um, our neighbors who live on the other side of the valley actually set fire to the family farm and burned everything and everyone in it. Wait, wait, wait. Everyone in it? So the records aren't really clear, and we have a lot of genetic problems in our family. But you know, they chalked it up to oh, the boy was sick and he just died. But we're starting to wonder, you know, maybe he died in the fire, and maybe you know it was just kind of like a family feud that you know didn't stop. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, why why set fire? Look, I get like you know squabbling neighbors. Maybe they didn't like your. Uh farm but setting fire to the barn with everyone with people in it like holy crap yeah it, it was a huge mess and my great grandpa um he's still alive thank god but um he actually did family genealogy like following us back to when we first inhabited the land <laughs> and uh he's like yeah we've had a ton of family on this land and you know we've done a b and c with it and but we, my sister, like, refuses to go back to our childhood home where we were raised because this voice told her to get out while she was pregnant. Holy crap. So this thing's been around for a while. Yeah, she heard it when she was, like, 8 and 12. But, you know, she had asthma and had, like, medication that she had to take. So... You know, when my she was telling my parents about it, they're like, oh, it's just your medication making you have nightmares and stuff. But she's 25 now, and she was pregnant, and it, it told her to get out. And like I said, you know, she woke me up late at night and was like, Ash, go sleep in the room. <laughs> so did you go sleep in the room? I did. I, I've never wow. had any problems, but... I, 
also have a friend who's very like spiritually in tune and she's like oh yeah you're gonna be fine everything's gonna be great you know just stop worrying about everything <laughs> so i kind of i assume i, I assume it didn't tell everything. you to get out i assume it didn't say anything evil to you no i didn't i didn't hear anything i had a weird dream about you know being back on the farm and like the early like I don't know, early years, like colonial years. But I just chalked it off to I had too much sugar before bed. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, wait, are you still on this farm now? I go back and visit occasionally. Um, so my parents still live on it. It's been deeded to me, you know, should I ever want it. But I... I don't think I'll ever go back there after, you know, my sister told me all of her stories of, you know, the chains rattling and the voice was telling her to leave and never come back. And, have you, you know, have you thought out. about, have you thought about having Tony go there and do a ghost investigation? So he's been there with me before, but he didn't really pick up on anything. And I don't know if it's because, you know, when he was first there, you know, we weren't engaged. Yeah, he's not part of the family. Yeah, he's not, yeah, he's not connected to it. Well, yeah. this is very so I, cool. I like really cool. Like, I don't know, besides the fact that I want you to go there and, and totally do a, you know, a paranormal investigation for me, because I think that would be rad. But, um, I, you know, why is this thing telling all the family to get out? That's weird. You'd think it would be like if Tony went there and he was like, I don't know that guy. You get out. But, like, why is it saying the family to get out? Well, we, again, we currently have some neighbors that really don't like us. And we've had a lot of issues, or at least my parents have with them. You know, with them saying lewd phrases and cursing at them and everything. And I have two younger brothers who are there who are, you know, under the age of 18, who are hearing this every day. And, you know, they're up at 3 and 4 a.m. doing God knows what. All right. So there's a lot of negative energy going on right now or probably for a little while. So that's not helping things. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's very bizarre. Like. I, I, I know you don't, you probably don't want it to happen to you, but I would like the, I'd like you to hear the chains, probably not to get out because that's a little bit too scary, but chains, that'd be, you know, that's the baseline of scary. I'd like you to hear that. So you could call me back and be like, yep, I heard the chains. What the hell? Because I want to know more about what's going on now. Is it, so I, I assume they rebuilt the barn after it burnt down in the same spot. Um, so we have a hay barn in the same spot, and then our livestock barn is about a hundred yards below it. Okay, and has there any has there been any activity in the hay barn then? Uh, other than the eerie feeling of you know, don't go in there. Even like you you chalk it up to like copperheads or you know timber rattlers that are in the area hey that's that's more scary than, to me than ghosts any day of the week nope 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 no way no how i wouldn't go in there uh but barns are generally kind of scary hay barns especially my grandparents had hay barn and we used to play in it all the time and then i'd look back on it and be like why the hell was i playing around in that barn it looked like something out of children of the corn like those are scary places <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, I, I... I honestly... No, go ahead. So, 
I honestly don't know, but like I said, my great-grandfather, he's still alive, but he, you know, tracked our family back to when we first owned the whole valley. So I don't know if there's stuff that he's not telling us because he has dementia. Oh. But, you know, he has the whole family history printed off and put up in a manila folder in his house where, you know, he's like, oh, yeah. You know, you were related to so-and-so. You were related to the McCoys and the Hatfields. Holy blah, crap. Blah, blah, on both sides. Holy crap. That that got called out. Holy crap. I got to put that up on the scene. Susan actually called that out somewhere way back earlier. She's like, sounds like Hatfield and McCoys. And I, thought, I was like, ah, oh, it's funny. It does kind of sound like that. But, like, holy <laughs> crap. That's amazing. Yeah, we're related to both sides. Um, somehow our family got together... And then he said, if you go even further back, you can actually trace us to the brother of Jesse James. That's cool. That's way cool. So I I don't know if we just have, like, negative energy, like, following us around to, you know, kind of catch up with what previous family members have done. But my sister refuses to go back to West Virginia, especially with my niece. You know, she's like six months old, and she's like, I will not go back to the farmhouse where we were raised because there is something there that makes me feel like she's going to hurt. She's going to hurt me or hurt my knees. Well, you know what? If she's got that feeling, I always say, you know, listen to your gut. Don't do anything. Don't put yourself in any uh, experiences or any locations where it's something bad could happen. If you're having that bad gut feeling, I always say, Listen to your gut and, you know, avoid it if you can. Yeah. I told her, I said, you know, before Anthony really introduced me to your podcast and everything, I'm like, oh, you're just talking it up to nothing. You know, you've ate too much candy before bed. <laughs> and that's that's what we've been raised to believe. Yeah. And my sister and even my little brother, he's like, you know, I have vivid dreams about, you know, coyotes coming down and eating me alive in our bed. Holy crap. And I, I don't know if he's, like, astral projecting to, like, another time before, you know, well, security and, like, coyotes, is it, is it Native American land? I, where, I, if you don't mind me asking, what state is this? It's West Virginia. Uh, it's central West Virginia. I wonder if it's Native American land there that, that used to be, that, that your your farm is on now. Uh, we actually, we have a lot of old cave systems with like a medicine bowl or like a grinding bowl or something. Yep, there we go. And we find a lot of arrowheads like there we go. till our yard. <laughs> okay, that, 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 that puts a little bit more of the pieces together for me then. Because, the, well, you know, like when you said like coyotes or wolves tearing you apart, that's usually associated with ancestral Native Americans. Not in a bad way. I don't want to say like, oh, they're all evil and they're going to tear you apart. They're not werewolves or anything. But I've, I've heard this from another a number of people uh, connected to Native American. So that really believes leads me to believe that, yes, this land is connected to the Native Americans and, and your family, for whatever reason, seems to be sensitive enough. It's not, I mean, it seems like it's everybody in the family seems to be sensitive enough, sensitive enough that you're picking up on that. And they're connecting the easiest way possible, which is in the dreams. So it really does sound like there's a connection there. Yeah, 
I know we married into uh, the Blackfoot tribe or the Cherokee tribe. Um, <laughs> there we go. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I love it when pieces start being connected, like, without, like, a ton of knowledge. I, it's, it's really, it's really interesting to me when I'm doing this show, because I don't know, I don't know fuck all about anything. There is no such thing as a paranormal expert, but I've talked to enough people and I've gotten, to, I've heard the same stuff again and again and again and again. And I'm like, oh, I bet it's connected to this. I bet it's connected to that. I bet it's connected to this. And it's pretty damn surprising how accurate those connections are like yours so it's definitely connected i don't think the voice though is connected to the native americans but the dreams the wolves the coyotes all that stuff is definitely connected to native american yeah my sister uh she does ghost tours with her husband now and she's like there's some things that she's like i just don't go into because i get a bad feeling and she's like it's like sleeping in our childhood room again and i'm like Hey, what are you talking about? I've never felt anything negative. So I don't know, you know, if she just got like the bad genes or what. No, she might be just more, <laughs> a, just a touch more sensitive. And if she's a little bit more connected to it or whatever, they're connected to her. It's kind of like a, what a lot of people say, I got to be careful doing this show because I'm opening myself up to that. I don't think that's the case because I'm protected. I make sure I'm very protected. But I've uh, I've heard from a lot of listeners that as soon as they started opening themselves up to it, more and more stuff does seem to happen. And since she's doing, you know, ghost tours, she's opening herself up to it and it's noticing her. Yeah, she's been to a lot of, like, super haunted places like the Mansfield Auditorium, Weston. Um, oh. She actually toured Gettysburg with Eesh. me when she came up to visit me in Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's some big ones and, right there. Yeah, and that's when she started talking about it when she was up visiting me in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, are you for real? Like, don't freak me out in my <laughs> new house. <laughs> and then Anthony and his uh, company that came up and visited, they're like, yeah, we've seen a man with a bloody face in your kitchen. And I'm like, no, no thank you. Nope. not allowed in my house. Yeah, <laughs> a whole lot of nope.com to a bloody face man in your kitchen. No, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. This is this is really interesting. I, I'm very curious to see kind of what happens with the farm. Um it's so it's it's deeded to you you said right it's deeded to me my sister and my two younger brothers so oh, okay. there's four of us in total um but my two younger brothers are under the age of 18 and you know outside of the coyote dreams you know my other younger brother hasn't experienced anything or at least that he has said sure well, I mean, obviously, I don't want anything to happen to your relatives to make the house pass to you and your siblings. But eventually, obviously, it's, you know, real life. Eventually, something's going to happen and they'll pass away and then it'll be passed on to you guys. When it's passed on to you guys, I'm very curious to see if it starts to spike up. Because my guess is that the activity will spike up. Fingers crossed that it doesn't. I, hey, I'm I with you. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope it doesn't. But you know, uh, yes, you're right. Fingers crossed. I don't. I don't want. I don't wish that on anybody. Definitely not you. You're very cool. Very nice. But wow, this was an amazing call. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. I was 
happy to share my story with you. And, I'm you know, so as thankful more you did. information comes available, oh, yeah, um, please. I'll talk to my grandfather and see if I can get, you know, the whole PDF of, their, of our family tree, you know, oh. clear back to the Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah, yeah. And to Jesse James. And, you know, hopefully get it sent to you so you can kind of see what's going on. But, I mean. I would love that. Since he's hit his late 80s, you know, that's all he's been doing is tracking our family tree back as far as he can go. No kidding. That's awesome. I love that. My grandpa did the same thing. And and a lot of my relatives are like, eh, who cares? But I really dig that stuff. So I was very happy that my grandfather did that. Nothing nearly as exciting as Hatfield and McCoys or Jesse James. But still, it's always cool to know more about your family. Well, I feel like he's just opening up a can of worms, you know, as he goes further back and, you know, he discovers more of this stuff, you know. It kind of coincides with the time that, you know, my older sister has experienced, you know, the chains rattling or the voices telling her to get out or the uneasy feeling even visiting our family cemetery. And yeah. she's like, you know, sis, I don't, I don't want to be here. I don't want to mow this. I got to say that having a family cemetery, I, I'm sure it sounds weird that I'm saying this to you, but I think that is incredibly cool that you have a family cemetery where you can see the generations. I love that stuff. Well, you know what? Thank you so, so much for calling. Please call me any updates. Uh, send me anything that you think is pertinent. Again, I think it'd be, I think it's fascinating. I really, really do. And I really do appreciate the call. Well, thank you for taking my call and thank you for having me on the air and, you know, letting me put my story out there. Oh, yeah. No, thank you for sharing because, I, I, you know, personal stories are hard to share. So I really like it when people feel comfortable enough to share it and know they're in a safe place to share it. So thank you again. I really do appreciate it. Thank you and have a good night. Okay. Thanks. You too. Bye now. Two awesome stories connected back to back. Uh, both. Tony and Ashley, I love the fact that they both were, were calling in. Um, I had a request earlier to to get to the Glitch in the Matrix video that I posted earlier. Uh, so I'm going to do that real quick. Real, I'm not going to answer any calls for the moment. So give me one second. Let me put that there. Okay. So I want to show you guys a video. There we go. Let's share that real quick. No. Hold on, caller. Caller, whoever that is, you're going to have to call back because I want to get to this video. Sorry, caller. I, I, I apologize that I am, am hanging up on anybody because I always want calls. But uh, let me get rid of this banner real quick. There we go. Let me scroll down. Okay. So, I, a caller, please call back in just a minute. But I want to get to this video. There we go. You guys can see that, I hope, right? I think you guys can see this. Let me go up to make sure you guys can actually see what I'm looking at. Yes. All right. This video is very bizarre. If it's real, it is incredibly bizarre. There's been a lot of theories like the ball is right in front of the kid at all times, that the ball is right in front of one of these dogs all the times, but it is a glitch in the matrix video. So let's watch it now. see it that ball right there let's watch it again uh, how do I watch it again there we go
Okay. So if the ball... Shut up. Hold on a second. Shut up. All right. If the ball is in front of the kid at all times, which it might be, there is a slim chance the ball is exactly in front of this kid the entire time, and then he kicks it and it goes off there. If that's the case, that's pretty impressive. But uh, let's see what the comments say. Uh, I hope it gets debunked. It's too much. I agree. It is bizarre. Let me rewind it just a bit. Okay. See, the ball doesn't come from in front of the kid, though. The ball appears, well, I guess it kind of does. But the kid's not looking at the ball at all. So if this kid's kicking the ball exactly in front of him, it's very bizarre. And the ball seems to be rolling from right in front of the kid. The dog doesn't seem to go around the ball. Well, maybe. that Actually, you know what? The dog's leg does look like it goes up a little bit right there. Yeah, it does look like the dog pooped it. Um, there's no way it's in front of him. I, I kind of agree, but it does look like the dog's leg goes up right, right before the ball, right there. I think it was under the dog as well. Now that I'm actually looking at it, Trish, I agree with you. Trish said, I think it's under the dog. Um, Justin says, yeah, but the, it catches his attention like it's new to him. It looks like the dog's legs hit it once the dog starts to walk. But where's it coming from? All right, let's rewind it all the way back. Seriously, where the hell did it come from? All right, ready? Let's play it again. Yeah, no, where the hell did it come from? That makes absolutely no sense. Where'd the ball come from? It's not in front of that dog. No, because it would be shown right here. Where the hell did the ball come from? What I'm saying is, where the hell, where the hell did the ball come from? And what's happening to this poor dog right here? Uh, hold on, I want to press play. I want to find out what's happened to that poor little dog. Okay, good. And he does seem like he's looking right at it for just noticing it. So if the ball wasn't CGI'd into this video, I have no explanation what the hell's happening. I'm going to turn off this shitty music so we can talk over it. All right, dog jumps up. So theoretically, it's in front of the bigger dog at the moment. The music does make it crazier. I completely agree. That fucking weird ass. Ugh, I don't get where this ball is coming from, but it does look like the dog steps over it, but it's not in front of him at all. Sorry for everybody just listening to this podcast. You're going to have to go to the Facebook page or watch the live stream of this video because... We are really deep, deep diving this video for a second because it's very bizarre. A ball kind of appears, for you guys just listening that can't click on it for whatever reason, there's a little kid, there's two dogs, they're running down a little walkway, sidewalky alley kind of a thing, and a ball seems to appear as if from nowhere. I'm picking up that the video has been sliced to make this. Really, Beth, I would love to know where you think... Like, I, I'm i not saying this wasn't an edited video. Obviously, I'm not saying it. All right, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's stop the uh, screen here. You guys have seen it. We don't have to Zapruder film the hell out of this. Um, yes, I, I agree. that This could easily be a doctored video. I 100% agree. But if 
It's a doctored video. It's very well done. It's impressive as all hell. But it wasn't there when the video starts. Not in front of the dog. Yes, Angie, I completely agree. Anthony, dogs act like people. I don't necessarily believe this, but maybe the dog got what they wanted as a reincarnation. It makes me stick to... I, I makes me sick making that comment. I love it, but yeah, I agree. Like, what the... What, what is happening? My main guide told me this. Wait, what? Beth saying my main guide told me this. I'm picking up the video has been sliced to make this. So, Beth, I assume you mean you're you're connected to something paranormal? If so, I want to hear about it. But, hi, Laz, how you doing? But the phone lines are back open. Uh, you guys can continue to discuss the, you know, and like I said, in Zapruder-like detail, the ball and the kid and the dog and everything. It's a crazy video. It was crazy enough to make me go, huh, all right, I got to throw that on the Facebook page because I can't immediately debunk it. 99% of the videos I get, I debunk in a heartbeat. Not saying I'm all like all awesome, cool guy, but they're very easy to debunk. Oh crap, it's been an hour. Is that what you're trying to tell me, Stitch? Sorry. Before we get to another caller, I apologize again. Caller, don't call just yet. Hold on, caller. Uh, before we get to a call, it's been an hour. And for faithful listeners of this show, you will know that when we get to an hour, there's something that happens. And hold on, I don't want that song to play. That's not the song for this. There we go. When we get to an hour, it's time for a Stitch P break. All righty, we are back. That was a quick one. All right, we're back from Stitch P break. Caller, please call. Now I won't hang up on you. You call now, boom, it's going to call right in. Uh, Laz, how does this work? Well, let me show you how it works. Boom, call in now. 818-732-9399 with your own personal paranormal story. It doesn't have to necessarily be personal, as long as it's true. If it happened to your mom or neighbor or whatever, as long as it's true, that's all I care about. But we had a caller. Ooh, I'm out of breath. I ran to, whew, ran to let Stitch out and ran back in to catch up. So, there, you know, I had so many cool callers, I didn't want to keep anybody hanging. Hold on. Ah, that's better. Okay. Stitch P break is done. We're back. Caller, I'm so sorry I had to hang up with you. I, there was a Stitch P break. Stitch takes priority. That's a rule. We always go by that rule here. It's Stitch first, me second. And then you guys, close third. Very close third. Probably Stitch, then you guys, then me. But Stitch, still number one. Huh. <sighs> okay, so, caller, please. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll answer the call. 818-732-9399. Oh, uh, Tony uh, sent me the satellite pictures of the private school satellite pics. I cannot wait to see those. I'm very excited to see those, actually. Um, in the meantime, in the in-between time, caller, call in, please. I'm so sorry I hung up on you. It was nothing personal. It really wasn't. In the meantime, until the caller calls me, I have another video to share with you guys. Let's see. Sharing the screen is not the easiest thing. I apologize. Here we go. Share that. Okay. Let's expand that. Okay. I don't think the call in now is going to block it. Caller, you can call in. I will pause this video in a heartbeat. But... There is a... There we go. Good job, caller. 
Caller, you are on the air. Hey, it's uh, Maynardo. How hey. are you guys doing tonight? Hey, Minardo. I'm so sorry I had to hang up with on you for a second there. I apologize. No, no, it wasn't me. I was waiting and hoping the other person would call back, but they didn't. So I said, oh. I might as well just call in. Well, then, I'm so happy to hear from you. Thank you for calling. Oh, no worries. So, I got a couple stories, but that glitch video reminded me of something that I experienced that was kind of glitchy. But it also connects a little bit to, we were talking about witches last time or the time before I was on. Oh, yeah. No, I would love to hear more about that. Yeah. All right. So... In my culture, being Mexican, uh, we have what we call curanderas, which are kind of like um, wise women, witches, something along those lines. What are they called uh, again? Healer, curanderas, healers. Okay. More, it translates more like like a healer, but you know there there's different types of healers. So I was seeing one. I was going and for some help on a certain thing, and the way it worked. Uh, you would call and say, hey, you know, when are you available for a, uh, kind of like a tarot reading type situation where you call in and set an appointment. And it was at her home, and you pull up to the driveway, but there was a big, tall wooden gate, you know, just typical wooden fence. And you would pull up and wait, and eventually she'd come out at, at the given time and let you in, and you go into the garage, which was her, like, little area for doing this. Uh-huh. So, you know, comes a day, okay, such and such a day, show up at this time and be there. Nothing weird, not a spooky hour. Like, I think it was probably like 5 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Fine. So I pull up, I get out of my car, and I go up to the fence, and you don't walk in. You have to wait. That's kind of like the rule. But you can see between the, the fence railings or whatever you want to call it, because it's, you know, you can see, I can see the patio, I can see in. And from her garage office space there where she would do her readings, I see a little old lady walk out, like pretty short, gray hair, you know, long gray braids. And I'd been there before, so I knew the person I was going to see was maybe in her 50s, dark hair, about my height. So I figured, okay, this must be her mom, her grandma, something like that, little old lady, right? Uh-huh. So I see her walking towards the gate, and so I step back to, you know, let the gate open. And when the gate opens, it's not her. It's a totally different person. It's the lady who does the tarot reading. Really? Yeah, and I literally froze for like a second because I'm like, well, what just happened? Uh, you're not the person who walked up to the gate just now. I mean, I didn't say it, but, you know. Well, yeah, like, so, what the crap, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, some people might call it a glitch. Some people, from my perspective, is that was just an, uh, maybe an illusion, something that throw me off to, or maybe just the veil changing before my eyes. That's bizarre. Now, did you that, mention that, it to her when you got inside? Oh, no. I, I just went for what I was going at. You know, culturally speaking, you kind of don't want to say, hey, I, uh, you know, I looked behind the curtain and I saw what you're doing. That's probably kind of like a big no-no. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, proceed like normal. And let's, so, yeah, that was... A very strange kind of a transformation from my perspective it was a transformation yeah maybe that was the, her energy or her the elder the spirit that she uses to do her her channeling well that's what i was gonna say yeah, i wonder if you saw the actual spirit and not the person exactly that's what i took it okay i saw what energy is actually working here and then the person presented themselves once they opened the gate and that's what i'm gonna go with you know that's bizarre like 
now wait describe the describe the illusion or the spirit or whatever how 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 different was it all right i'm basically six foot okay and the first the person that i had dealt with before the person that does the tarot reading was a woman maybe in her 50s dark skin black hair my height so she was about you know six foot tall all right young looking for her age so the person i saw because i could being that I'm six foot tall, I could see a little bit over to the top of the fence and see the door to the garage area. Uh-huh. So when the, they opened the door, I saw the top of the head and kind of the face of this little, the short little gray-haired woman, kind of native-looking maybe. I, I, I would say Mexican-looking, but kind of native-looking, wrinkly, and you know, kind of you know, like a little old lady, kind of hunched over a little bit. So and definitely a like, different oh. age, definitely a different hair color, different height as well. I couldn't see her eyes because of the fence, but I could see the top of the head, the hair, and be through the fence, you know, between the, the fence posts, flats, whatever, I could see this person walking towards the gate, and I could see the gray head, the, the body, the posture, moving towards the fence, uh, towards the gate. And when I, when I saw them reach the gate door, I stepped back to let them open the door. And that's so they opened it. Totally different person, my height, dark hair, what the crap? Yeah. Like, I know skeptics are going to say, I'm just going to play skeptic for a moment. I don't believe this, but I know sure. what skeptics are going to say, that, that she had an assistant, and you saw the assistant, and then you saw her. Was there any chance that that's the case? No, because when she opened the gate, I walked in, and it, it opens to a little patio, you know, maybe 15 by 15 feet of just a, a cement slab. Nothing there, no trees, no doorways, a big empty cement slab area so there was nobody else standing there i would have seen that little old lady scurry off kind of high <laughs> you know wow that's this yeah. is bizarre i love this because you know how do you how do you explain that you can't there's no there's no rational debunking that i can do to be like oh well obviously the light hit her hair and it made it a different color and what you're actually seeing was you know reflection of the blah 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 like nothing i could see that would that would spark that but it sounds to me like Kind of like what you were saying and what I agree with that, yeah, you saw the person and you saw the spirit guide or the spirit. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, so that was, for me, that was a transformation, something along those lines. Let me ask and you then, this. Uh, uh, uh -huh. What was your experience like with the reading? Um, well, the first time I went, it was uh, on my friend's uh, recommendation. Right, and the, my friend said, hey, I haven't said anything about you to this person. I know you have some things you're working through and you need some help with, go see them. Here's a number, call them, you'll make an appointment. Uh, totally, you know, separate from everything else. The first day I walked in, I sat down, right? She sat down and if I remember right, there wasn't any kind of reading as far as like cards or anything. It was more like, uh, okay. And she just looked at me and she told me what was going on, like detailed. You have this issue with such and such person. Their initials are this. They're like the details are like I hadn't told anybody because there were some issues that were very personal that I hadn't spoken to anyone about. Sure. And she she put them on like she basically told me the situation, for you know, detail by detail. And she's okay. And what we're gonna do is uh, you know, we're gonna do a cleansing, and then we're gonna do a washing of your hands to get some of this negative energy off of you, and. Like, that threw me for a curve, because I hadn't told anybody about 
the details of my issues and she she told me before I even spoke. I just told her my name, she looked at me and she started telling me everything. Wow. Okay, so it wasn't yeah. like it, it's not like she did the whole like uh uh, I, I know there's some fans of John Edwards on here, and I apologize, but uh, there's not a. She didn't just do scatter shot. Do you have an M? Do you have a? Do you have a relative that died? Do you have a relative, no. an older relative that died, <laughs> and do they have a, a, a letter in their name? None of that bullshit. She actually went through some stuff. Wow. No, she was like, okay, this person is is has this relation to you. This is what you call this person in private, and this is the situation you've encountered, and blah blah blah. Like wow. things that you know. No one else is going to know unless that other person I, that was involved with this would have gone, and which wasn't the case. So, the, you know, that, that and obviously seeing the transformation, like, was very true to life to me, you know? Sure. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Like, that is, and, and you got to, you got to, like, you got a small peek behind, like, the Wizard of Oz kind of thing. You got a small peek behind the curtain, and... That wasn't something that was like, oh, she's got strobe lights and smoke machines and, and nitrous oxide. That was, oh, she's a different fucking person behind the curtain. That's crazy cool. Yeah. And, you know, if it would have been that night or, you know, a situation where, yeah, everything's set up for me to be tripped out or get, you know, make it hard for me to see detail, I could understand it. Yeah. But like I said, this was like 5 o'clock in the afternoon on a sunny day. So I, I was just super relaxed watching this person walking up the door. I'm like, okay, so her grandma's going to let me in. I'm going to wait a couple minutes till she walks out or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so. Holy crap. That's That's got to that's gotta make the old butt pucker. That's just a little bit of like, what the fuck was that? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. That was a go in and follow the rules. You know, the, you need to follow when you're dealing with this person. Wow. Obviously, they got... They got a little bit more up on you than you do. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, hell yeah, they do. I love legit shit like that. Um, I think I've talked about it on this on the show before, but I was going to go see a uh, a psychic, and she had great reviews on, on Yelp and all this, and Facebook and all this other bullshit. And I was like, holy shit, she's got amazing reviews. Like, I got to go see her for the show. And so I called her up and like, yeah, I want to make an appointment. And she's like, oh, okay, well, it's got to be 48 hours ahead. I got a lot of appointments. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. And she's like, okay, I'm going to need your name and your Facebook page. And if it's private, I need to make it public. And I was like, the fuck? No. Really? Why don't I, why don't I fill out a questionnaire to ask me um, um, while I'm doing it? Like, what the hell? Like, you yeah, saw a exactly. legit one. Yeah. And so I have another story of a transformation that my mom witnessed. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'd love to hear yeah. that. And, I mean, this is, my mom told me this, and she was scared. She told me this like two, three days after it happened. So the situation is she works at night doing uh, cleaning in offices, like vacuuming and taking out trash and all that. Uh-huh. So, you know, she starts her, her work shift like 10 o'clock at night. So she goes and picks up one of her helpers uh, somewhere next town over, and she's sitting in a parking lot you know, waiting for the person to come out. It's like 10, 1030, uh, just dark street and small town, nothing crazy. And she sees like an, uh, like an older gentleman walking on the sidewalk. And she's like, wow, that's pretty late for this person to be out, you know, walking or trying to catch the bus or something, you know? Yeah. And so this person's just walking along. And again, we're here in Southern California, as you know, there's a lot of Mexican people, you know, Latin people. So sure. That's what she's seen, little, just a Mexican dude, older. She said it was an old guy with a, with a Mexican hat, with a sombrero. And he was just walking down the sidewalk. And she's watching him because she's bored. And he 
kind of walks behind a, you know, those power transformers, you know, the, the big gray boxes. Yeah, there, the big uh, boxes. The yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so he was shorter than that box. But, you know, those are pretty tall, so he's maybe like five and a half feet tall or so. Sure. So she's, she's watching him from across the street as he's just walking by. He goes behind the box, and then he doesn't come out. She's like, okay, maybe he stopped. He's Maybe he's taking a piss or something. That's what you know? I was going to say. Was he peeing on yeah, it? Because yeah. that's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, who knows what he's doing, right? But he's taking, a, he's taking a minute. She's waiting, and then a dog comes out from behind that transformer and keeps walking up the sidewalk. And she was there, was still waiting for her uh, helper for another 20 minutes or so. Yeah. And the old man never came out from behind that transformer. So she never saw that old man leave, move again. When she left, she said she, you know, obviously she had to kind of like drive by that street. She didn't see anybody there, but she didn't stop to get out and look around. But this old man was walking down the street, went behind this box, and then a minute later, a dog comes out and just keeps going up the sidewalk, same direction the guy was going. And for her, she was pretty frightened. She like told me the next couple of days, she, but she was afraid to go back to that same area to pick up her, her co-worker. Because in her mind and from her perspective, it was, uh, she saw what we call a, a, a Nawal, sure. which is kind of like a shapeshifter, but yeah. not exactly. It's more like a, uh, like, kind of like a witch, like, like a wizard, maybe. You might translate it that way. Okay. So that's what she saw. Then from her point perspective, that was a, a Nawal, an old, this guy just walked back there, turned into a dog, maybe because he noticed he was being watched by yeah. her. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was going to say, you know. he, he might have spotted her watching him. Was like, ah, shit, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, like, maybe he was in a form, like, for, for us in our culture, he was in a form that he was like, oh, you know, who's watching me and why, and I better get out of here. So, my wives will turn into an animal to do what they got to do. That's bizarre. Like, I mean, but but again, you said it. That is that is a very typical shapeshifter, uh, you know, Hispanic ancestry kind of thing that'll happen. I was gonna say that my my first red flag was that he was wearing a sombrero because you know I live in LA, see a lot of Hispanic people. You don't see too many Hispanic people walking around in you know in the sombrero. So that's why I was like, all right, first interesting. I I'd make notice of that guy. Um, yeah. But holy crap, that's very interesting. That's cool. Yeah. So that was that story. And I have one more, if you want to hear it, or if you got time. Yeah, please. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm loving this. Yeah. Okay. So staying in line with the whole my cultural experience. So I like to go hiking down here in Southern California. And there's lots of trails and, you know, super popular, a lot of people, and then super places where hardly anybody goes. Sure. So there was a trail that I enjoyed a lot, and I would take my camera and just take, you know, take a half a day walking around, taking pictures of whatever I saw. So... There was one trail that went down into a canyon and you'd come up the other side and you can walk the hillsides. So, and there was a little ravine, a little bit of water and a bunch of oak trees down in the ravine. So I go down there and I'm walking around and I'm looking around, maybe trying to find something to photograph. And I hear something, you know, fly by and fly up into one of the trees. I'm thinking, okay, woodpecker, a crow, something. Yeah, sure. As I'm looking around, I see um, an owl. Um, I'm not sure which kind of owl you would call it in English. It's kind of like the ones they kind of associate a lot with the um, with aliens. 
They got the big almond dark eyes. Yeah, sure, sure. Like like a big okay. snow owl or one of the uh, like the big huge barn owls with the giant eyes. Yeah, sure. a barn owl, I think. Yeah, yeah. The other ones have the horns. Yeah, it's a barn owl. In our culture, that's called a lechuza. Okay. And those are associated with witches. We believe that witches can transform into that particular owl type of owl. So I see it. I'm like, oh, cool, you know. And, and I'm not taking a supernatural concept of it when I see it. I'm like, oh, nature. Here's a cool looking owl. Middle of the day, it's like ten in the morning. But hey, maybe I spooked it from where it was sitting. So I grab my camera and I start focusing on it. And it's looking at me the whole time, probably because I'm moving around. And when I go to take the picture, it flies off to like a couple trees deeper into the ravine. Sure. I'm like, okay, I'm going to follow it. I'm going to, I want to get a photograph. I'm going to keep following it. So I keep it on the trail, go a little bit off trail, you know, jump over some rocks. I see it up in the tree again, get my camera ready. It flies off one more time. Like, okay, well, now, now, now it's just a personal challenge. I want to take this photograph. Yeah, away. yeah, exactly. Now it's pissing you off. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, okay. It goes off. I see what tree lands. I go to the next tree. Same situation. I raise my camera. It flies off. I'm like, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous. <laughs> and, it's, and it's giving me a little bit of a weird vibe. Like, why is this bird, you know, taking off on me? I'm like, whatever. So I follow it to another tree. And this time when I look at it and I grab my camera, all of a sudden I hear... Have you ever heard, like, uh, when a diesel truck, like those big semi-trucks, when they use their engine to, to stop? Sure. That uh, that loud rumbling sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear it, and I feel it, like, in my head. Like, on my temples, on my skull. Like, it's my skull. Really? Yeah, like, literally, like, really hard rumbling, like, pressure. I feel the pressure in my ears. And I start, like, like whoa, what the hell's going on? I'm on my getting dizzy. I mean, I've been hiking 15 minutes. I'm not dehydrated. I'm not nothing like that. Yeah. And I'm looking up, and the owl's watching me, and it's getting louder, and I'm getting uh, at the point where I'm getting kind of like uh, dizzy. I'm like, something's not right. And I, and I, I let go of my camera because I'm trying to find something to steady myself on. The owl looks at me and takes like a sidestep behind the tree, and that sensation goes away. No kidding. And, it's definitely yeah, connected like, to the owl. That's really to interesting. To me, it was connected to the owl. Like, the minute the owl, like, stepped behind the, the tree trunk, the sound, everything went away. I'm totally fine again. And I'm like, okay, let, uh, I get your message. I'm going to walk the other direction now. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the end of the following the owl to take a photo yeah, of it. Yeah, there, no, there's no I get it. Yeah. photos today. And, I mean, some people would say, well, possibly infrasound or... Who knows what, you know, I've never heard a bird of an owl having infrasound, but maybe they do. But I, I would think something like that would be affected on a mouse, not on a human-sized person. No, know? no, I so, mean, it would take a lot more than an owl up in a tree to do that to you. I mean, there's a lot of things that could have been connected to it that you were just like, we could have had a small earthquake at that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that could have happened at sure. that time to kind of explain it. But it's odd that it's connected. It seems to be connected to that owl that seems to be trying to get away from you. Plus, seeing an owl during the daytime is kind of rare also. So that on top yeah. of itself is pretty rare. Yeah, to me, that was like, okay, perhaps what I see is an owl, but it's really not an owl, and I'm just being a pain in its butt, and I'm not getting the picture here. And so I got that whole sensation. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm... I'm going to head the other direction. You go rest or do your owl thing. I'm going to take off and not bother you. 
Beth is saying, and, and I agree, Beth is saying owls bring news, good or bad. And that is very true. Um, but in the, I believe, I don't want to ever quote, like, again, I'm not a fucking expert, but I believe that in the, it doesn't, don't, in the Hispanic culture, owls are bad omens, correct? Uh, from, yes, yes, they are. There is even a kind of a, a saying, a phrase, which goes, Cuando el tecolote canta, el indio muere, which means when the owl sings, you know, the Indian dies, which we consider ourselves Indian. Sure, yeah. So so whenever you hear one or the, the, whenever the presence of one is known, it's kind of a bad omen. It's kind of like, oh, crud, you know. Yeah, I thought it was a harbinger of death, but I couldn't quite remember. Um, and, and yeah. People connected in, in it with the, with the Mothman as well, with being the harbinger of death. That's what made me... I was trying to put these connections, in, you know, all these, you know, connected dots in my head. But obviously, yeah. look, you know it way better than I did. So that is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, now, there's different aspects. Like some people say different owls have different meanings. And I believe that. But this particular owl is the type of owl that we believe uh, a witch can turn into. And it is a type of owl that we believe can bring death. Or at least is a, a messenger of it. Sure. So... Those are my fun little experiences. <laughs> Dude, and then some. Holy crap. Um, so you're in Southern California. Correct. Hey, man, when are we getting a drink when all this crap is over? As uh, soon as it's over, I'm dying to get out. I'm literally so tired of this, so wanting all you kinds of both. events that I wanted to go to. Nothing, you know, it's all canceled. And for good reason, for Hamilton, for our safety. Yeah, oh, no, definitely. But when yeah. this shit is over, you know, I, when it's safe to do it, we got to meet up. I want to hang out with you, man. Oh, absolutely. Like, whenever. <laughs> ah, I love it. Yeah, awesome. Dude, definitely. Well, until then, or until the next call, let's say that way, because who knows when this shit's going to end. I mean, I expected right. to do five of these quarantines, and I think I'm on like 23, so I didn't expect this shit. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, uh, uh, always good talking with you. Definitely keep me posted with anything that happens. Uh, I, love, I love your calls. Thank you so much. And we've got to hang out when all this shit's over. Absolutely. All right. Have a good night and hello to all your, your listeners, viewers, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks, man. Bye now. Ah, oh, I love I love the regular callers. Let's keep on keeping on. I want to go back to this news story. Okay. So here we go. So this news story happened, and a lot of people are saying that this news story caught a ghost on the air. Uh, Jennifer, I'm not sure what just happened either. Sorry, caller, you're going to have to wait. So this news story caught, supposedly caught a ghost on the air. So I'm going to play it for you again with no sound. You're going to, you're going to see, you're going to see the ghost in just a second. Let me expand it a little bit. And I want to get your guys' opinion as if you think, what do you guys think? All right. Did you see it? It'll come back in just a second. It's very quick, but a lot of people think that there's a, U sorry, not a ghost. There's a UFO on the video right there, right there. So what do you guys think? Did they catch a UFO on video? I think it's too blurry. For all I know, it could be an airplane. All right, what do you guys think? Those watching the video at home or on, on the camera, is this that's coming up right about here, right there, is that an airplane or is that a UFO? So a lot of people are saying that that was a UFO. I personally think it was an airplane, but I wanted to get your guys' opinion of it. Let me play it one more time for everybody. It's a um, story about Native Americans, and then 
the camera catches something that a lot of people said, hey, Kurt, there's a UFO. I don't know if it was a lens flare, lens flare necessarily, but I think it was an airplane. I really do. I think it was just an airplane flying high. I mean, you can't tell me that is clearly a UFO or you can't tell me that was clearly an airplane. Like, I, I just don't know. But I wanted to put this out there because a lot of people sent this one in to me saying, hey, I think that this was a legit UFO caught on, a, on, you know, on the news when they weren't trying to, you know, catch it. It was just something that just happened to fly by. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's very, very bizarre, nonetheless. I think it was a jet as well. Don thinks it's a jet. Alexander says it's hard to tell with the video. I agree completely. It's pretty splotchy. Robin, you're 100% right. It could be a plane. It was going fast. Sure, Tracy's right. It was going kind of fast. Uh, but we don't... I would say that it's a UFO tech... Yes, Jeff was just saying it. Technically, it is a UFO because we don't know what exactly it was. But I was just about to say, Jeff is 100% right. That uh, since we don't know, it's technically a UFO. So I guess on that aspect... Yeah, you're right. It could technically be a UFO. Okay, caller. The person that just called that I just hung up on, feel free to call in. Let's hope it's a real one because it's probably going to be the last call of the night. We're at an hour and 46 minutes. So, fingers crossed, let's not waste everybody's time. Caller, if you're a real caller and you need the number, let me put it back up here. 818-732-9399. Once again, 818-732-9399. Yeah, you're right, Minardo. There's, uh, Minardo says, yeah, there's plenty of jets. Uh, look, Kevin, I want to see a UFO as well. Um, there's tons of jets. There's tons of airplanes, tons of air traffic. So we really don't know. I think everybody listening or watching this or doing this show, yeah, Everybody wants to see a UFO. I really, really want to see a UFO. Justin says, I just emailed a couple stories to you. Not as good as these calls, but it's something. Oh. Well, I might have to get to them later, Justin. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, this is Alexandra, and I feel, I wasn't going to call in, but I feel like we all need to cleanse our palate after the last one. <laughs> I agree. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> So this is actually my brother's story. He's a Patreon, and I don't know if you'd want me to say his name, so I'm not going to say his name. Wait, but I, I have don't want asked you to say it? He... No, my brother. I don't know if he'd be like, why are you telling my story? Oh, oh, oh. Well, he doesn't tell want you. To say it. I don't oh, care. Sure, sure, sure. It's my brother. My brother's Harvey Woodlawn. Oh, so Harvey's he... awesome. Wait, wait. I know. He's the coolest person in the world. Hold my on. sister and I, um, everybody in our family thinks he's the coolest in the world. But anyway, this is his story. Um... But, I mean, I remember when it happened, so I was a part of it. So he and his girlfriend, this would have been, goodness, probably almost 15 years at this point ago, he and his girlfriend were looking um, for a house to buy, and they were looking at pictures online of houses. And there was one they were looking at, and when Aaron was going, or where my brother was going through, he was looking, like, kind of closely, just so there was something that caught his eye, and he looked closer. And in a picture of the backyard... And I wish we still had the pictures, but we don't. But in the picture of the backyard, there was a um, an outline of, depending on how you looked at it, it was a little girl who had, like, her head turned away, or it was a little girl, like, looking straight. But it was definitely an outline. There was no doubt about it. Once you saw it, you couldn't unsee it. 
and there was no other explanation for it. It was like a, a, a filmy outline of, of a girl in like, I don't know, probably early 1900s style clothing. Really? I'm not good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it really got to him. So he called the realtor. <laughs> he called the realtor agency. As if you knew my, well, you've talked to him, so you might know, but he said it in the only way that he could say it. He's like, uh, hey, I just have a quick question. Uh, why do you have a haunted house on your website? <laughs> so they were like, what are you talking about? So he told them where to look, and they were like, oh, my gosh. And then everybody at the real the office was like, look at this. So anyway, he went in there, and he was like, can I see the house? And they were like, sure. And, you know, this wasn't a house they were even going to buy, but because he had brought this to their attention, all at the entire office thought this was terrifying and bizarre. They were like, okay, we can go in. And I think, if I remember correctly, it was hard for them to find a real estate agent who was then okay with going to tour the house because the picture really freaked everybody out that much. Wait, I mean, so they didn't even realize it until, until he called them out. They weren't. They didn't even notice that they had a ghost in their photos? No, because, I mean, to be fair, like, it was a picture of, of a backyard. And when you're looking online... And again, this was really before smartphones, if I remember correctly. So people were probably looking on their computers where it was bigger. So when you think back on it, like, and again, once you see it, that was all you could see in that picture was this. And there was another picture of the inside of the house where there looked like there could have been something, but it wasn't as definite as this backyard picture where it was just like, wow, this is 100% a little girl from the turn of the century in this backyard. So... He and he took my one of my brothers with because he was he was pretty scared himself. And that's the thing about my brother; he's really into this stuff. I mean, he's the reason I'm into it, but he's also terrified of it. And I think that's healthy. But anyway, he uh, he took my my little brother with him, and they took a disposable camera because again, remember this was before digital cameras. Sure. And so he, I mean, before everyone had them, so he he just kind of snapped a bunch of random pictures and he's i remember he said he didn't see anything but he remembered when they went into the basement all of a sudden he felt like so cold and basements are often colder obviously so it wasn't like the end of the world yeah but he said he just felt weird and he took a lot of pictures and when he developed the pictures there were several pictures i mean there was a lot of them that had orbs which isn't i mean I, i've heard you talk about orbs a ton so it's not like we all know that's a iffy thing sure but there was for sure two pictures that were very clearly, there was an outline of someone. One was like so close to the camera. So like when we think about it, it was like he pulled the camera up to his face and here's this thing that was really close to his face, but it was a darker outline of somebody. And, um, and there was another one that was just like, wow, this is definitely it. And so we were like, this is so weird. And then we all just felt really like kind of sick about it. And so he was like, you need to delete all these photos. I think somehow, I think we scanned them and they were in the computer. And then we had saved that picture of the, the backyard with the weird ghost. And then, so we ended up just deleting all of it and burning the pictures because it freaked him out so much. No kidding. But now I'm really upset about it because I wish I could see them. Yeah. Because I've, I mean, again, I've never seen anything that freaked me out. As, and I've had weird things happen to me in real life. But, like, when things are happening to you, you can kind of, like, dismiss them and say, especially the more time that's passed between when it happened and when, you know, 
and when you're thinking about it, you can be like, oh, that really could have been this or that. But these were pictures. And, I mean, I can still very clearly picture this. It was like a little girl was sitting on the ground with her legs outstretched, but she was wearing a skirt, and she was leaning against the fence. I mean, I can still picture it in my mind. That's how... Now, how clear it was and how obvious it was. Since it was since it wasn't a digital photo, did you also destroy the negatives? Because there's a good chance that you might have the negatives somewhere. You know, that's a good question, and I don't remember. I mean, Aaron, my brother is very good about just destroying everything <laughs> when he's wants to be done with it. He's just he's very good at that, and so he I I have to believe he would have done that, but I don't. I don't remember. And they were his pictures, so I don't think I ever had anything in my possession except, I, like I said, I do remember we scanned them so that we had them on the computer because we were trying to make them look bigger and we were trying to look at them really closely. And it was just, it was one of those scariest things. And I, it, and it did. We all felt really icky about it afterwards sure oh, and yeah. we were just we kind of all were like yeah let's delete all these but like i said now i'm like oh, i wish i wish it was somewhere like that when there was to be honest i think we posted them on myspace i know that's a long time ago but i think we like posted hey. a story about it and it was on myspace myspace is still out um, there there's a good chance that your profile is still there you know, we went back to MySpace not that long ago to look for something else, and it, I we of course found MySpace, but like all of the blogs, and I think it was in a blog that we I put up or he put up or something. None of that was there, like none of the blogs Damn and it. none of the pictures were there. Oh. But I would love if there was a way to recover it. Um, but it was honestly, it's one of the freakiest things ever. And I know we looked into trying to see if there we could find the history of the house. It was an older house, but we never. We never really found out, like, okay, what happened in the house? Did anybody ever die in the house? Was anyone ever killed? But then we, and I think this was part of, we probably freaked ourselves out a lot, but we were like, well, what if there was, they did something to people in the basement? They did something to kids in the basement? And, I mean, back then you could get, a, I mean, really, people did terrible things all the time and completely got away with it. So, um, oh, God, I yeah. mean, with kids, kids that were missing, they were just runaways and nobody yep. really cared. No, like, there's no. a reason so, there's so many missing kids from that, those decades. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we never figured out what happened. And we, it was weird because we kind of never talked about it. And I brought it up not that long ago. I think I brought it up to ask him if he'd ever told you the story. And he just kind of shut down about it. But it might have just, I think I was texting. So you never know if it's just because he answered my question and he was done talking. Sure. But um, it's really, it's just this, it was a really creepy thing. And even thinking about it now, to me, it was scarier than like, I've called in about some of the weird things that happened when I lived in Minnesota and, yeah, yeah. and some of the haunted experiences. But this one freaked me out more than anything else, like actually happened to me. Yeah, you, you are, you're a pretty, you're pretty mellow it. with the paranormal. So for you to be freaked out is kind of freaking me out because you're very mellow with the paranormal. <laughs> And I guarantee he could tell the story better and he'll remember more details. But I mean, like I said, once you, and I would do anything to try to find this picture because I know you would. Yeah. I, I know you would see something or maybe you'd be able to debunk it. We all would welcome a debunk of this. I'll tell you that right now. But um, we, it, it freaked us all out. And again, to this day, I remember so clearly what, what it looked like. It was just, That's once you saw it, cool. you could not unsee it. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I knew. Did I know that that you're related to Harvey? I don't think I knew that. 
I don't, probably not. I mean, Veronica is another one of your patrons, yeah. and she's yeah. my sister, but... Yeah, he's he's like the, the the patriarch of the ghosts in our family. I mean, he's he's always been really into the paranormal, and that's what got me into it. I'm the one right under him in age, and the rest of the family too. We're weird. We tell ghost stories <laughs> on Christmas Eve as a tradition. So there's, I mean, but uh, yeah, he's he's part of our family, and he's definitely the most interesting and the coolest of all of us. Nah, I don't know about. I don't. I disagree with that. <laughs> so far. You've been the most mellow with paranormal of anybody that's ever called. So you definitely take the highest marks. But the fact that, that he, you know, he did a very cool interview. He's a great interviewer um, and, and a very neat zine as well. And I've talked about it on many past episodes. He's a very nice, very cool guy. But uh, my points are still on you for how mellow you are with the paranormal. <laughs> Well, thank you. Um, I, and again, I, you know, he has some really good stories too. I, he's just, I don't think he really likes talking about himself that much and drawing attention to himself. He more likes to hear other people talk, Sure. but he's got, um, he is a great writer. And if you yeah. want to look him up and hear some of his poetries, he does a spoken, he has a spoken word of his poetry on Spotify. And I think it's on Stitcher. I think it's on everything. Give him a um, shout out. Up, what, how did the, how would they find him up, on Spotify? He's on, it's, it's Magic Depressive. So if you, I think that's what it is now. He changes things from time to time. But yeah, look up. I think I just looked it up on Spotify and it's still there. Magic Depressive. So uh, he's very interesting, but he, I don't think he talks about ghosts in any of his poems. He should, though. He definitely, oh, hey, I agree with that. Uh, no, he's a fantastic, fantastic writer. I've given him a shout out before. The Bicycle Tragedy is a very mm -hmm. like i said it's very cool and he interviewed me and i'm not just saying that because he interviewed me i think it's a very cool thing um and like i said he was a great great interviewer fantastic interviewer so yeah i know you can find bicycle tragedy i know you can he told me that it's out there so if you want you can definitely look for that or um look up magic depressive uh i, I again i'll give shout outs to cool people any chance i get so this was awesome. Thank you for the palate cleanser. I appreciate it. No problem. And, and if you're listening to this, my brother, feel free to call and correct any mistakes I made at a later date because I know you could tell the story better than me. Please, definitely. I always want to hear from him as well. But uh, like I said, I always want to hear from you because, you know, you're just the plain old coolest with the paranormal. So thank you so much for calling in. <laughs> Well, thank you for everything, and I'm going to give you a real quick shout-out. I am behind. I'm not up-to-date on the podcast because I started listening later than everyone, but I just listened to the one where you told the story of the creepy haunted pilots that showed up on the plane. Oh, and yeah. I, if, that was one of my favorite stories I've ever heard, period, but one of my favorites that you've ever told, too. And I was very impressed that you couldn't debunk it, so now no. I'm legitimately scared because it was about as real as any story I've ever heard. So yeah, I, and I wanted that to. One. I'd never heard it before. I wanted to debunk that one because I'm a nervous flyer anyway, and there was a guy, I can't remember if I Me talked too. about it on the episode, that I was on a you plane can't... once where a dude died in front of me. Did I tell, tell that on that episode? Oh, forget that. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, we were we were getting ready to taxi. I'm a terrible nervous flyer. At that time, even worse. And the guy that was sat right directly in front of me as we're getting ready to, you know, take off, they something happened. Like, all of a sudden, you know, bing, 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 all this weird shit. And I'm like, oh, come on. I just want to go. I just want to get out in the air and get home. I don't want to do this. And the, the 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 flight attendant came by and obviously saw him dead because the person next to him started dinging it and the guy had a heart attack and died so we had to taxi back in 
to the airport and it takes a fucking long time to get a dead body off the plane. And then they were like, all right, let's just go. And then we took off. And I'm like, nope, this seems bad. This seems terrifyingly bad. That's horrible. Yep. That is awful. Yep. It was oh terrifying. Oh my gosh. No, I don't know if I'd be able to fly again. Well, that's that the thing. Awful. That's exactly what's going through my mind. I'm like, do I get off or do I stay on this flight? Because if I get off, what are the chances that this flight, something else bad is going to happen that a dude just died on? But also, right. how is everybody around me seemingly nonchalant about the fact that this dude in front of me just died? <laughs> Like, nobody else was like, oh. uh, I, can I get some, you know, some booze or do you have drugs or can I do anything that's not part of this dead guy? But everybody else was just like, oh, uh, well, I'm mad because the plane's five minutes late. Like, what the hell? I was going to say, you know how people are. They were probably like, well, can I at least get drink service here? Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> this dead body? Because they don't care. That no. is horrible. No. I, oh. No, I heard people complaining about the fact that we couldn't turn on the air because we hadn't, you know, taken off or whatever because they had shut everything down so they can get the body off and then the, the luggage off and obviously alert whoever they had to alert. But he was flying by himself. I could tell that. But yeah, it was terrifyingly terrifying. I didn't like it. Do not like. That is a horrible story on every level. So yeah, I, I mean, you don't have a really good reason to hate flying if you didn't already have a good reason. That's just bad. Yeah, and, and thankfully, knock on whatever, that's been my worst flight ever. So, you know, and <laughs> well, I'm sure it was his worst flight. Someone. Definitely his worst flight ever. Yeah, Yeesh. I would say so, too. I agree. <laughs> well, hey, thank you again. Honestly, please call me anytime. This has been a fantastic call. I love, I love hearing from you. Well, I love talking to you, and I hope everybody out there has a great night. You guys are the greatest people in the world. I agree. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right. I, you know what? I'm going to end it on that note. So if anybody else calls, I'm not answering because, frankly, I don't trust anybody anymore. But I, you can't get better than that. You really can't. That was a fantastic call. Uh, thank you so much for the palate cleansing uh, call. But uh, let me turn off the... There we go. And the phone lines are turned off. So do not disturb. I'm not going to be answering. Okay. So that was a fantastic show. Um, bar none. Fantastic show. Fantastic callers. I want to thank Tony and Ashley and Minardo and Alexandra for fantastic calls. You guys on the chat rooms, you guys make this amazing and so much fun. I love hearing from you. I love seeing all your guys' comments on here. If you guys are just listening to these and not watching them back, I'm trying to figure out how I can get Twitch to save them, to record them, because for right now it's not. Um, I'm going to look into that tomorrow, but Facebook still has them all. So you can, you know, watch this whole thing back and see all the comments as they happen. And I got to tell you, the, the, the comments are a huge part of this show, just like the callers. I couldn't do it without both. So thank you all so much. Fantastic show. Before we go, though, for those of us that are just joining, I saw a lot of people in the chat room just joining, and maybe some people just kind of skipped ahead. I want to give one more shout out. This show, this episode has been sponsored by Buzz Lee. Head on over to thebargainbasementbutterflies.bandcamp.com. That link, again, will be on the Facebook page. 
He has a whole new album out. It's a mixture of dark ambient, avant-garde, minimal, and electronic music. It's freaking awesome. I encourage people to support artists. If they're doing something that you like, support them in any way that you guys can. You guys do it to me. I like to do it to other people. I like to do it to Buzz. I like to do it to everybody. Please check him out. He's a very, very cool guy. Friend of the show as far as I'm concerned. Thank you all so much. Thank you everybody that called. You guys have a great night. Thank you for making this show as good as it can be. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. <laughs> Man, I can't help my gosh, Jen.